Hey, what's going on everybody? This is Brandon and I'm here again with Caleb and we are bringing you another episode of Rock Video Rental. Uh, we always like to start the episode off with, Caleb, what have you been watching? Well, I am still keeping up with Halo, which I am, like, it slowly gets worse. So I am, I am not too thrilled about it. Yeah. I don't think I talked about this last week. My weeks are running together, so I can't remember when this came up or anything. But there's just, if you're basing a movie off of something, you need some similarities, some things to stay the same. Um, and they have gone so off base. I there are so very few elements that actually stay true <laughs> to the original like uh, universe and things like that. It's, it's just unfortunate. So as a TV show by its uh, by itself, cool, great, good for it. It's interesting. But when you're going into it with anticipation of it being focused around the halo that you knew from the video games, mm -hmm. yeah, you're going to, you're going to be disappointed. I can pretty much guarantee you're going to be disappointed. So there's that. Um, we, my wife and I, for the first time in a long time, had the kids gone one of the nights this weekend. So we did what any normal uh, married couple would do. And we binge watched the TV show. <laughs> this not where I thought that story was going. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of figured uh, I was kind of doing a play there off of uh, where people's minds might go, but no, we binge watched a TV show. Um, I had no plans to do this, but my wife was like, Oh, we should watch this. And so I don't know if you heard about that uh, mini series on Hulu called candy. No. Yeah. It's got Jessica Beal and. Um, uh very brief moment it's got oh my gosh why am i blank uh justin timberlink and the other reckon well main person who's actually from the halo series and plays master chief um pablo schreiber i believe i might uh butcher his last name but sure <laughs> yeah so anyways um i had seen some things advertised about it didn't really know a whole lot about it um, my wife was just like, oh yeah, it's something like about an affair. Well, go figure it's about, um, yeah, not to spoil it. Cause I'm pretty sure it is kind of evident if you've seen enough trailers about it, but it's about, uh, a woman who kills another woman. So it's like one of those like murder mystery things. I don't yeah. know why women are so obsessed with these shows, <laughs> but they are. I've questioned that before too. Like, why is it that women are, seem to be more into true crime than men? I I don't know. I don't get it. But yeah, this. So yeah, this is like true crime and based off of actual events. Um, so it's interesting. It's definitely different and a bit of a slow burn. I think there's only five episodes. Yeah, five. I'm pretty sure. So it's not. Uh, so it's nothing too elaborate. But there's a lot of development 
that it goes through. So not the most riveting thing you'll see, um, but it was pretty interesting. It was really well done. And it's kind of one of those shows that gets you thinking about crazy stuff. So <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that was pretty good. So recommend it, especially if anybody's into those true kind things. Um, this is right up that alley. So, but, uh, what oh, about yeah. yourself, Brandon? Anything good? Oh, I recently started watching Ozark on Netflix. I uh, just heard a lot of people talking about it. Uh, I like Jason Bateman a lot, so decided to give it a chance and I'm really enjoying it. I think I just finished season one. But I think that'd be one that you would like because it reminded me a lot of Breaking Bad. Okay. And like all the stuff that goes on with that. Um, if you don't know anything about it, it's like Jason Bateman is like money laundering for a drug cartel. Mm-hmm. And like he has to do it in order to keep his family alive. <laughs> so it's it's kind of interesting and they go to the Lake of the Ozark in Missouri to do it. And it's I don't know, it just takes twists and turns and stuff just like Breaking Bad did. Uh, man, we caught a couple episodes of 90 Day Fiance the other way. Where it's like Americans going to these other countries to get married. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, just trash TV. <laughs> uh, and then like my weekly TV shows that I watch. Uh, Young Rock. Uh, the Goldbergs. And uh, The Wonder Years. And man, The Goldbergs felt like it was going to be like the last episode ever. Oh, really? I know it's not because I got like another season coming at least, but just the way they wrapped it up because like Adam graduated from high school oh, and they no. were throwing, showing like flashbacks and stuff. And it just, it felt like it would be a last episode, but I know that's not. Hmm. Yeah, I've been, I'm way behind on that. Yeah. Still a good show. Not as good as it used to be. It was still good. Uh, and then the last thing I watched, I'm actually going to do a Slasher Quest episode on, is the 1981 Slasher movie Scream. Not to be confused with the 1996 movie Scream, or the 2022 sequel to Scream called Scream. <laughs> uh, yeah, this one was rather dull, and I don't want to give too much away, because I'll talk about it when I do the YouTube show. <laughs> right. But yeah, let's just say it's... Uh, Anybody who's listened to this before or watched any of those episodes, um, I have my own grading system, and I have like a spreadsheet of it, and I'm like up to like 215, 216 movies, something like that. And oh. this one's in my bottom five. Oh, snap. <laughs> so it goes to tell you how great it is. But yeah, other than that, uh, I always like to talk about some youtube stuff too i've been watching this one guy on youtube uh like he has a series called weird movies with mark okay and the, the name of his channel is called fanboy flicks and he's like this canadian guy who's like a kind of like a comedian and he just reviews bad movies kind of like we do <laughs> but yeah he's he's pretty funny he's got it's most of it's like him just standing in front of a green screen but he's got like some jokes where he'll like superimpose himself into the movie <laughs> and i don't he's got some funny stuff uh yeah definitely check that out if you're a fan of bad movies but that is all i got 
well, ready hey. to take a journey into the afterlife with speaking, Robin Williams. <laughs> speaking of bad movies. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> All right, let's jump into it. I love you, Bug. I love you, too. The moment that comes for everyone. has come for Chris Nielsen. You've died, Chris. If heaven were a place of beauty... Whoa! Boy, I screwed up. I'm in dog heaven. ...and wonder... Nice place you got here. No, 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 no. Nice place you got here. We all paint our own surroundings. You're the first guy I know to use real paint. Where you felt no fear... I'm gonna drown. Can't. You're already dead. Oh. And knew only joy. I can fly. Yeah! <laughs> it's your world! Oh. Could you forget the past? I need Annie. That'll change in time. Time does not exist here. And wherever it went, it's not going to make me need Annie any less. Or would you journey beyond heaven and hell? You never see her. I'm her soulmate. I can find her. To get it back. you good for is your wife loves you. You just kept me there. What dreams may come. So the said bad movie is the 1998 drama What Dreams May Come is directed by Vincent Ward. Uh, the plot for it is Chris Nielsen dies in an accident, and enters heaven. But when he discovers that his beloved wife, Annie, has killed herself out of grief, he embarks on an afterlife adventure to reunite with her. Uh, what a plot. That is like a really weak plot. Yeah, uh, it's kind of an interesting story, and I feel like it could have been handled pretty well, and I just maybe it would have been more interesting. <laughs> Yeah, but the journey, so not to like put the cart before the horse, but the journey to get rescue or get his wife in the afterlife was a very small portion of this movie. Mm-hmm. But they just, that description just leads you to believe that that's the main point of this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, before we get too far, I'll do, I'll do the cast here. We oh, got yeah. Robin Williams, <clears throat> sorry, Robin Williams as Chris. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. as Albert, Annabella Sciorra as Annie, uh, Max von Sydow as the Tracker. Uh, there's some other characters in here, but uh, those are like the main ones. Um, I will say this is a first time watch for me. Uh, I feel like a lot of the reason why we're watching this is because of that one joke on Family Guy, <laughs> <laughs> where Peter goes to it. To a movie rental place to buy some DVDs and he finds Roadhouse and he's all excited and the guy behind the counter offers him what dreams may come and Peter doesn't want it. He says if that movie comes anywhere near Roadhouse, he's going to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to share my backstory with this. <laughs> yes, it's hilarious. <clears throat> um, so real quick, uh, before I share that, I feel like the only two reasons I would have watch this movie otherwise other than the story that i'm about to tell 
is that one because of the family guy joke <laughs> um or two because i was on a uh, robin williams binge one time that maybe i would have gone around to watching this movie but spoiler alert i watched this very earlier on than i ever anticipated <laughs> so i wish i knew and i'm it's not that long of a story and i can keep it really brief but i wish i knew what my dad and i were intending to rent but <laughs> this was back in the day where some of your local like gas stations or pe- like mom, mom and pops yeah, yeah pizza places ones. yeah they'll have uh, a small video section that you can rent from so this isn't like a rental store this is like we're a pizza place that has a very small movie section that you can rent movies from mm-hmm. I- i'm pretty sure they had oscar <laughs> <laughs> So that gives you an idea of their movie selection. So um, my dad and I went one time, we got pizza and we picked out a movie and I cannot remember what we thought we were going to get. But of course, then we get home and we're sitting down with the pizza in the basement, watch the movie, take the movie out of the case. And it's not the right movie. (laughs) It's what dreams may come. We thought we were running the Terminator. (laughs) (laughs) So, of course, we're just like, well, we may as well watch it. And we did. And I'm not sure exactly what comment my dad said at the end. Um, Usually he doesn't have much (laughs) to say, but he was just like, that was a very long, slow movie. Yeah. And I was like, that sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't like any of that. (laughs) So that's that's my fabulous story on how I got to experience what dreams may come for the first time. That's such a dad thing too. Like, well, we rented it, spent money on it. We better just watch it. <laughs> I uh, can see my dad do the same thing. Like, well, this is what we rented, but I paid for it, so let's watch it. We're all gonna sit here and we're gonna enjoy it. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Like I knew a little bit about it coming in, just. I think probably the first thing I ever really heard about it was that Family Guy joke, and uh, then I you know I looked it up to see what it was all about and everything, and we were talking about it in class one time, and just like joking about it, even though I never saw it, and then Amanda butted in and said how much she enjoyed that movie, and we're like, oh yeah, and then she walked away, and we kind of laughed. <laughs> I think, didn't she say that it was like one of her favorite movies? Yeah, I think so. Oh, man. And I I have to imagine that a lot of it stems from the artistic element of this movie. Yeah. I would say that's probably the strongest part of the movie is the um, the scenery mm-hmm. and the, the world that it takes place in is, is extremely imaginative. Yeah. I'm wondering if uh, that's where... Uh, big portion of the budget went to because i thought i mean granted quite a bit of it was special effects and cgi and all that yeah but there was a lot more elaborate um real life uh settings that they created um Mm -hmm. and real life scenery so that had to be worth a pretty penny too yeah you mentioned the cgi i think that's probably one of the things that didn't age very well in this movie. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty bad looking. Um, other parts like 
I guess she could get away with it because of the artistic uh, interpretation of it. The mm-hmm. the whole scene where he goes to heaven and it's like his own personal design where it's an oil painting. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that aged better than some of the other stuff just because you know it's supposed to be an oil painting it's supposed to be almost like an impressionist painting where you know the big globby like brush strokes and everything yeah where it it can kind of hide some of the flaws in the cgi Mm -hmm. yeah no i definitely think that was one of the strongest parts uh man the car accident that he dies in like that was done really well and it was intense <laughs> like with the cars flying at him i was just like oh dang <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah no there's man there is not a lot to take away from it that i would say was done exceptionally well <laughs> I know. Uh, you know what he wouldn't have died in that accident if he was friends with dominic toretta <laughs> He just would have, he would have just flown up in a car and like pulled him in. He's like, it's all for family. Driven in in the last second and saved him. Dom, you saved him. Oh man. Well, so there's nothing mind blowing great about it. I guess if you move down and step into what was good about it, I mean. Act, there was some acting that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I wouldn't say that there was anything that was great. Uh, I mean, Robin Williams did a good job. Cuba Gooding did a good job. Yeah, this was. This is usually the kind of movie that I like seeing Robin Williams in because I've said numerous times on the show that I was never a big Robin Williams fan. I was no, you specifically kind of said like, you hated him. No, I'm <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> um, did I? I always like thought he was kind of annoying and a little like laborious to watch at times because I don't. He always seemed like he was on, mm-hmm. and it's just like, okay, dude, you don't have to do the stupid voices and the the manic movements and everything. And I find like watching his dramas, that's when I can tell that like he was a really talented actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know this movie. I mean, it is what it is, and he he does a good job with the role he's given. Um, I guess a dramatic movie that you can watch that he did a really good job, and it was like really outside the box for him. Was One Hour Photo? Have you ever uh, seen that? I I've seen part of it. I can't remember if I saw the whole thing. Yeah, he did a really good job in that, and it was just a very different role for Robin Williams to take. Um. You know, along with Robin Williams in this too, I thought Cuba Gooding Jr. did a pretty decent job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's usually pretty solid in everything he's in. Um, I mean, then then you got your movies like Snow Dogs and <laughs> stuff like that that he was in, <laughs> which I mean, for a family movie, it was okay, but yeah, compared to his other stuff, it was lacking. Not his uh, best performance. And no. Yeah, I um, <clears throat> man, gosh, like. So not a lot of great uh, great things to say. Even like on the good range, there's not a. T- I, I do want to. I do want to include that it was a um, 
a unique movie in how it was executed and some of the concepts they put behind it. Now, granted, this is not the only movie about the afterlife. There are plenty of them out there, but they had some different elements that don't get portrayed or discussed in some of them. So again, nothing groundbreaking, nothing great, but I guess you would, I would lump that in there with what was good about it. Um, but man, the execution of it though, it really made this movie suffer. Yeah. Um, I would say that, you know, some more of the bad stuff, you know, if we're getting the execution of that, we might as well just get into the bad things too. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of those movies where it's like the talking is extremely quiet and then the music just like blows your speakers out. <laughs> I cannot stand that. And it it's usually like if you just watch it on your TV and you don't have a sound bar, you know? Yeah. But I was watching it on my laptop or not my laptop, my, my iMac. And like my iMac has pretty good sound for most movies. And, you know, I'm only like two feet away from my computer. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of times I had to crank up the volume just so I could hear what they were saying. I don't know if it was just like the version we watched or the movie in general that was driving me insane. Um, and the pacing of the movie, the pacing of the movie was ridiculous. It was so slow. Mm hmm. And, you know, it was about a lot of it was about the scenery and the world that it takes place in. Which, like I said, was it all looked nice. But it, there was just so much buildup and not enough payoff. Yeah. And it was really scattered, too. Yeah, I would totally agree. Because I remember what I remembered going into this movie was a pretty clear story. Um, about, you know, husband and wife, they meet, they marry, they have kids, the kids die at a young age, not very long after the husband dies, um, goes to the afterlife, reunites with his kids, then the wife commits suicide. And what happens in the afterlife with people who commit suicide is something a little different. So he goes on a quest to rescue his wife and whatnot and then they reunite they're successful and as it is in the movie they get the opportunity to reincarnate and have another lifetime together yeah which seems pretty straightforward but there are so many other elements in there that they include they include flashbacks Uh, They include going between the afterlife and the real life. And it, it was a lot. And while I will give them credit for interesting concepts, it was too much and or not executed well enough to be captivating or a strong movie as a whole yeah and i'm gonna be honest i didn't even pick up on that whole reincarnation thing at the end i think i probably spaced out or something 
there's a few times where I spaced out during this movie just because it, I don't know, I found it pretty boring, to be mm-hmm. honest. Uh, and man, this movie's incredible downer. <laughs> like a guy who meets a woman and they fall in love and then they have kids and he's this guy, super happy guy, loves his life. And then like both of his sons die. Both uh, son and daughter. It was son yeah. and daughter. Oh, that's right. He had a son and daughter. Both die. So it's like, okay, this is a gut punch. And then he's at his job as a doctor and he's really good at it and he loves what he does. And he's on his way home to like see his wife. And there's a bad accident. So he gets out to help because he's a doctor and then he dies. Like this poor guy, like his kids die. His wife's like obviously grieving horribly. And um, then he tries to like help these people in a car accident and he dies. Yeah. <laughs> and then like while he's in heaven, his wife like kills herself. And then he finds out that she went to hell. And he has to like go with her to get her. <laughs> like, What else could happen to this poor guy? Like the best thing that happened to him is when he went to heaven, his dog showed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I um. I thought it was, uh, I think one of the more unique things, and again, like this is not exclusive to this movie, but um, to kind of give a little bit more context to those who maybe haven't seen this movie is that uh, the movie basically states everybody goes to heaven, but if you commit suicide, essentially like you go to the afterlife, but because you were, man so mentally tormented that you decided to take your own life that affects you in the afterlife and you essentially create your own prison in your mind Mm -hmm. so it's not necessarily them saying oh people who commit suicide get sent to hell it's like no they've created their own hell for themselves yeah and so that was interesting that was kind of like okay you know haven't really heard that before and they're just like, no one's ever been able to successfully essentially rescue somebody or pull someone out of that um, environment that they've created for themselves after committing suicide. Until Robin Williams says, hold my beer. <laughs> it goes on a journey with Cuba Gooding Jr. And he shows her a whole new world. <laughs> like Aladdin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, so he's so he's Aladdin this time and not the genie. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh man. Uh oh yeah, another bad thing is we realize that Albert, who is played by um Cuba Gooding Jr., is actually Robin Williams' son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then and then the great thing, the awesome thing. Uh here is the the inception element of this movie so uh robin williams son decides to take on the form of a former friend of his albert Mm -hmm. and then we later find out that the tracker that they get is actually albert who's taken on the form of someone else (laughs) and it's like what the heck are you doing right now like are you trying to make this more difficult for everyone yeah yeah that was like double twist 
We're taking so many Shyamalan twists that you don't know what's coming. <laughs> well, and then also on top of that, his daughter appeared to him as someone else too. So yeah, and then there was that guy that he thought was his dad. That part was just weird. Yeah, that like, was. Be careful, my son. And he's like, Dad. Oh wait, you're not my dad. I thought you were my dad. That I has a conversation with him. I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh, dude, that whole scene. So I did not remember any of that between when Robin Williams essentially got into the underworld and you started seeing, you know, all those people. Yeah. Until he found his wife. I completely forgot about all of that. And that was like super awkward in my opinion. Oh yeah. I had that down as my favorite scene. <laughs> Just because it's so weird and like unnerving. It was one of the more interesting parts of the movie. Just because like the whole ground is made of people's heads and faces. Yeah, and they were saying weird things too. Like I swore one guy was just like, I don't want to be here. And <laughs> I I'm don't just like, like any of that. <laughs> yeah, they were saying some weird stuff, and I was just like, What? No, this is not helping you. They just say random things. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, what I have to say, though, is probably one of the biggest flaws in this movie, um, they just kind of glazed over it, is that they they subtly kind of like put it in there about the whole thing of like, oh yeah, you know, people can choose to be reincarnated and go back to earth and live multiple lives, blah, 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 things like that. So Robin Williams has been in heaven, like, I don't know, his wife was not by herself for all that long before she committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's just say even like six months tops. So Robin Williams is in heaven six months and then he rescues his wife and they are in the afterlife together. And from what I could tell in a matter of either like the same day or a matter of days, they decide, Hey, screw the afterlife. Let's go back and live on earth. (laughs) And it's just like, that there was no explanation like it's just like you guys had a horrible i don't even know how many years it was i think they said four or five something years that they had without their kids after they passed away yeah so you guys had a really depressing like five years life was probably not particularly easy for you you just had to get rescued out of hell (laughs) And instead of being like, hey, you know, let's enjoy the afterlife for a little while. You know, we can create any kind of world we want to. She's an artist and she could create anything she wanted to. Within a matter of like 24 hours, they're like, ah, screw it. Let's go back to Earth. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe they just weren't cool with their son taking the form of a 30-year-old black man. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. But that, that really really annoy me where it's just like they didn't even try to play it off on being like oh hey you know we've spent you know a lifetime in the afterlife and you know it'd be fun to go back to earth and you know enjoy it all over again together no like there wasn't any development like that they just jumped right back in yeah because really what's what's better 
about the, <laughs> you know, being reincarnated and coming back. When you can live in this world that can be, you can imagine anything and bring it to life. Exactly. Yeah. And then, so, and, then get it. and then the other element that doesn't make sense to me is just like, okay, maybe if you go back, you will realize that you are reincarnated right at the beginning, but there is no way in the natural course of things that you will know that you were reincarnated for your entire life then. Mm -hmm. Like nobody knows that. Nobody remembers that. No, nothing. So it's just kind of like, there's no real guarantee that you guys go back, get reincarnated, and you guys are going to remember it the whole time and decide to stay together for your <laughs> entire lives. Yeah. And then so. you have to move on with like a new family and everything. Yeah. So I don't it, like that, that <laughs> whole, like encapsulating that whole concept is the biggest flaw in this movie where it's just like, I feel like the big crescendo ending you guys did not think thoroughly through. No. No, not at all. Um, another thing, too, that I didn't quite understand was why couldn't he see Cuba Gooding Jr. when he first like went to heaven? Remember because um, he was like blurry? Yeah, they tried. You're not to... ready to see me, he said. Yeah, they tried to explain it. And they didn't do a very good job. Basically, it came down to when somebody dies and goes into the afterlife, they're, I think they were playing it off as like they're a ghost. Their spirit still lingers around on earth and they can't go to the afterlife until they, they accept that they've died, uh, okay. essentially. And so since he had not accepted that, he was not able to comprehend and recognize Cuba Gooding Jr. Uh, for what he was, like another fellow spirit or soul in the afterlife. That's that's the best explanation I can put together because <laughs> they didn't explain it very well themselves. Oh, gosh. I would say that the biggest thing that this movie does that just irritates me is you can tell that they were trying to be like super deep and <laughs> super dramatic and, you know, kind of pander to, Oh, we're going to try to win an Oscar. And it was just obvious to me that that's what they were trying to do. And it failed miserably. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree with that. They were definitely, uh, definitely had that goal in mind. One, one of the, so they kind of had, you know, the soundtrack worked uh, worked well. The visual elements worked pretty well. I mean, for the time, uh, the there were different elements that worked well. But the one thing that I felt was rather basic, and I'm trying to make sure I'm not overlook anything like they really tried the visual effects for the artistic element. They really tried to pull at the strings for the emotional story and different stuff like that. Yeah. But the, the filming, the filmography outside of the scenery and the settings I felt was rather basic. Yeah. 
like there were no unique shots that, uh like uh crazy i don't know how you might call it specifically but like development shots uh yeah establishing you know, shots yeah it, it just i felt like this was pretty standard i mean out of all the other things it seemed like they were trying for it with the filmography though it was just kind of basic so that's the yeah best. i would agree with that um and i know i made fun of the cgi a little bit like this movie was made in 1998 and you mm-hmm. think of other movies around like the same time and i always go back to it uh the mortal Kombat movies yeah and how terrible the CGI looked in that. Mm-hmm. I mean, this looks a million times better. Um, but I also had the budget for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I'll get into more into trivia and facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else to touch on in this movie? I don't. I don't think so. There'll be some things I touch on when we do our final thoughts and grades. So. All right, well, let's get into the trivia and facts. Rock. Uh, so the first one I got is Annabella Sciorra. Uh, she initially had no desire to appear in the film, thinking that it would be too intense and sad. Uh, I, I agree with that. Um, a read-through with Robin Williams ended up convincing her otherwise. Okay. So original prints of the film which were stored in a video vault in Universal Studios' backlot, uh, were lost on June 1st, 2008 in the backlot fire. Oh, no. Yeah. So, in the book by Richard Matheson, uh, Chris Nielsen has four children. In the movie, he has two who died years before him. In the book, Albert Lewis is his cousin who was uh, sickly when they were young and died at an early age. In the movie, Albert Lewis was Chris Nielsen's mentor as a doctor who died before him. Hmm. Yeah, some differences. So Michelle Pfeiffer and Meryl Streep turned down the role of Annie in this movie. Interesting. Yeah, so dodged a bullet there. (laughs) Uh, Annette Bening auditioned for the role of Annie Nielsen and did not get it. So this movie actually won an Oscar. It did? For visual effects. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which I can see for 1998. Sure. Uh, The last thing I got is this movie had an $85 million budget, but it only made $55 million in the box office. Okay. So next thing we got is grades. Uh, I pulled from IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think they are? Um, IMDb. Let's go with uh, four point two. <laughs> Dude, it's a six point nine. What the crap? Yeah. Boo! How? Really, the best thing about it was Robin Williams. Yeah, that he did such a good job. In the scenery. <laughs> okay, Rotten the- Tomatoes, you better like pick this up for us and bring us down to reality. Uh, give me a 30%. 53 for critic. What the 
filthy crap, dude. <laughs> I will tell you the audience is higher. Uh, I think, and I think I may have accidentally seen it when I was going through and getting ready for this. Is it eighty percent? It is eighty-four. Okay, uh, so I was I saw yeah. eighty something. So audience, uh, like audience, okay, I fine, whatever. But IMDb, but more so Rotten Tomatoes critic. That bothers me. <laughs> it's like, come on. Yeah, I was trying to win an Oscar, and it did, but just for visual effects. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about you give your grade first since you've seen this before? All right, Rock. Um, so I I kind of went into detail last time, uh, a little bit more detail on where I'm putting things as far as grades go. And so uh, the fours are great. The threes are good. Twos are not good. And one's just bad. So um, this like I said, I'll give it props for trying to be unique. Uh, for the time, I think they did some pretty good jobs visually. Obviously, they won an Oscar for it, so good for them. Um, but there were just a lot of things that were coming up short. Uh, nothing to write home about for being great and not that many things being good. They, It could have stepped up if it was organized better and they did a better job of explaining some elements now granted some things were probably left open to interpretation but also at the same time you can't lose your audience uh, which they they did and in the end the fact that this is such a slow burn movie um, has a big impact too so I am finding myself, I was thinking about doing a 2.5, but I think I'm going to settle at an even two for this grade. Nice. That's exactly what I have. <laughs> right. I think, because we usually go on a 0.5 basis, um, if there was a way to give this a 1.75, <laughs> I might go with that. Just because I'm never going to watch this movie again. Mm -hmm. And it was like, Two hours long, like okay, but it was incredibly slow, incredibly slow, and you know, scattered. It was one of those movies where you watch it and you're not like entirely sure what, everything what happened, so you had to go back and read on it. <laughs> and I, I feel like if you have to go back and read about what the story is about, like all together, and you're missing main things, like I said, I missed the part where they were reincarnated at the end. I kind of mm. just like brushed that over in my mind, I guess, uh, spaced <laughs> out or something. Um, I mean, to me, that's just like a fail. Um, do I think it's like the worst movie ever? No. Um, would I kill somebody if it came in contact with Roadhouse? No. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, would it be a movie that I would pick up for free at a movie rental place if they tried to give it to me? I, I really don't know. Maybe if I haven't seen it before, but if I, like, I saw it, I'd be like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I thought some of the stuff that was good, like Robin Williams is good in it. Um, it's a nice movie to look at. Like the scenery, like we said, the scenery and the artistic 
approach and stuff was kind of cool. Uh, it was different. Um, like I said, my favorite scene was probably the the ground made out of people's faces and heads, and the fact that his dog was re introduced to him when he went to heaven mm. was kind of cool too. It was just like one of those feel good moment things. Um, but yeah, not a movie I'd ever watch again. I don't think. Not horrible, not great, not bad enough to be funny or entertaining. <laughs> Just yeah. boring, which is the worst kind of bad movie. <laughs> but yeah, we got that out of the way, and I added it to my list of Robin Williams movies I've seen. <laughs> right. So well, when we do the highlight next week, I'll have a little bit longer list. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be completely honest. Like uh, We were talking a little bit before we started recording, but... I've been working so much the past two weeks that when it came time to watch this movie, I was rather disappointed because I knew it was not going to be a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, man, you know, I just need to be able to relax and just watch something and enjoy it. And I was like, I know I'm not going to get that with this Yeah, movie. it's going to be a chore. Like, this is going to be a chore. Exactly. It was a total chore. So... Yeah, I I watched like the first half of it, and then I went and took a break and came back, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> wasn't looking forward to the second half. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, well, we got the the Robin Williams highlight next week, which would be interesting because I've never really sat down and thought about how many of his movies I've seen. So it'll be. Interesting for me to see like how many movies of his I have seen, since mm-hmm. I I did say I'm not like an enormous fan of his. Rock, yeah, I haven't looked at his list of movies in a while, so I'm curious what what my list is going to look like too. Yeah, and I will say that our lineup for next month, um, is they're deeper and more thought provoking than this movie. Oh. Is- <laughs> Wait, what is that the dark month? Yeah. So after the Robin Williams highlight, we're going to do dark movies. And we've got American Psycho, Battle Royale, Fight Club, and Swimming with Sharks. Yes. So. Uh, wait, yeah. is this the first? Things are going to get heavy. <laughs> I'm sure this isn't the first month I've seen all these movies already. Dude, it might be. I've only seen part of Swimming with Sharks, I think. Okay. So I haven't seen all of that, but I've seen the other ones. Rock. I saw Battle Royale with you. Yeah, I do remember that. I, and I have an interesting uh, origin story where that came from, too. So not, not, well, as, not as epic as this one, What Dreams May Come, but... Yeah. Yeah, What Dreams May Come, that was just happenstance for you. Yeah. <laughs> scarred for life Uh, it was meant to be but yeah if you're a robin williams fan or you just want to listen to a actor highlight or you want to bounce back a little bit from the poopiness of what dreams may come (laughs) then join us next week where we talk about the career and um life of robin williams Until then, as always, be kind and rewind.